Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back, everybody. It's 105 in Edmonton, hour number two of Oilers Now. We are live at Rogers Place in Ice District. The Oilers open up their regular season tonight against the Vancouver Canucks. Oilers Now is brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Next 45 minutes, you will hear the two radio play-by-play voices of the Edmonton Oilers, Jack Michaels and Cam Moon, along with Reed Wilkins from the Oilers Radio Network and Brendan Escott, who's a contributor on the Oilers Radio Network as well as a big part of Oilers Now. A reminder that you can uh, reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. The River Cree Res- Resort and Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. And you can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line. Same number. 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at Ashley Five Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. Just before we went to break, we asked for trivia for Ming Shine Game Day Trivia. Who was the player? Tonight they're honoring the 1972-73 Alberta Oilers, 50-year anniversary. Who was the leading scorer on that team that year who was later involved in a uh, case that ultimately brought down Alan Eagleson as the head of the NHLPA? Brendan Escott, the correct answer was... And I pretend to know nothing of it. Jim Harrison was the correct answer. Uh, Ted was the first one to text that in, and there was a lot of the right answer on there. All right, so people knew their stuff on that team. Uh, Jim Harrison later played for the Chicago Blackhawks, and he, he, in theory, was represented by the NHLPA and Alan Eagleson, all the while that Eagleson was double-dealing at the time with Hawks owner Bill Wirtz. Uh, and that played ultimately a part in what turned out to be the Eagles' demise. Uh, he was also a friend of the Liberals, was Alan Eagleson, and uh, was uh, stripped of his... Um, I believe in Order of Canada uh, later uh, on as a result of what had occurred at that time. All right, you can text us 780-496-0063, but without further ado, I'm going to tell you, Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite Japanese restaurant. Reserve your party today at jvedmonton.ca. Don and his staff will look after you. I will tell you, I saw Jim Harrison play. He could play. There was actually a book written about Jim Harrison. Robert Morin, who... uh, Morin family heavily involved with the River Cree over the years has texted me to tell tell me Bob uh, Jim Har- uh, Harrison today would have been a second line center that could fight. He was a, a big, tough, hard nosed player. He can head some offense too. Let's bring aboard Jack Michaels on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Hello, Jack. How you doing? Hi, Bob. How are you? 
I'm good. We have Reed Wilkins on Opal. Hello, Reed. Bob, it's an honor to be here. Uh, quit line and uh, Cam Moon is sitting next to me, high above the uh, high above the Crystal Gondola. It may know uh, we're on the eighth floor, Rogers Place. Cam, ready to go? Ready to go. All right, here we go, gentlemen. The opening statement will give the floor to Jack Michaels to start. Jack, your thoughts on the Edmonton Oilers this season? Well, like everyone else, I'm excited for the season to begin. I think the Oilers have made a couple of subtle changes that could very well pay huge dividends, um, you know, most typically in net, where I don't think a fourth year of Smith and Koskinen was was the tonic, uh, and now we get to find out what Jack Campbell and Stuart Skinner are going to bring, and their first full year is in the roles that they hope to achieve, which is, you know, north of 50 starts for Jack Campbell and north of 20 for Stuart Skinner. Uh, the goaltending is, is you know, a, a major X factor in terms of how far Edmonton can go. Uh, but the depth up front and, you know, again, subtle addition, uh, Ryan Murray, I, I had a hunch he might be in the mix, and, and he very much is. And, you know, you add maybe a, a piece or two at the deadline, and all of a sudden this looks like a really deep team capable of big things. And that combined with otherworldly talent at the top of the roster and the top of the roster's determination to go much deeper than they've gone before. Uh, Connor McDavid has had one consistent message. We won one more game than we did five years ago. So let's pump the brakes on congratulating ourselves on how good we are. I think that attitude will serve this team exceptionally well. Reed, how do you see the uh, Edmonton Oilers this season? Well, Bob, I've been saying a lot for the last couple of years that they're a good team trying to become great. I, I think this year they definitely have the potential to be a very good team and maybe can achieve greatness. I guess that's ultimately going to be determined in months from now once you get into the postseason. But uh, this is the best roster the Oilers have had in a while. They have five experienced, reliable scorers. I think they have some pretty solid support scoring. Uh, they, they got uh, experience on defense, and they, they got a goaltender who, let's not forget, last season went 31-9-6. and I, I know for him, uh, maybe part of the tale is for Jack Campbell. He has to get over the hump in the postseason as well. But this looks like a really good roster. I think they're going to be able to score. I think the power play will once again be, be in the high uh, 20%. And I, I think it's you know, the core group of players now into their mid, or even if you look at Nugent Hopkins into his late 20s, they've seen some stuff. They got some scars. They've, they've been, had to deal with some ups and downs over the years. And I think they're more than ever better prepared for that journey of the season and uh, and not to let have something ha- not to you know be derailed by by something negative that could happen along the way. I think they're going to be better rolling with the punches. I think they're going to be really fun to watch this year. Cam Moon, your thoughts on uh, the Oilers? I really like the depth on the back end. The fact that Ryan Murray's been as good as he has in the preseason, which shouldn't be as a surprise, but he's played well. And, and because of that, and having Brett Kulak right from the get go uh, last year, acquiring him at the trading deadline, that insulates helps insulate 
players like uh, Philip Broberg and Marcus Niemelainen, they're not thrown to the wolves. Uh, they can ease themselves into the National Hockey League. At defense, it's very difficult to, to make that jump to this level. When you make a mistake, it's usually glaring, and it, it results, at the very least, a good goal-scoring opportunity. I'm very excited to see what, uh, what Jack Campbell and Stuart Skinner uh, bring to the team in goal. I expect it'll be good. I expect that uh, the consistency with the two of them uh, will be consistent and and with that uh, better on the back end a little more depth on the back end consistency and goal is going to help the team a lot we know up front they're one of the most dynamic teams in the league uh, fun to, will be a lot of fun to watch Dylan Holloway as he uh, you know mines his way through his first NHL season uh, played well in the preseason has deserved this look has deserved this opportunity to be where he is on the second line and, and I can't wait to see where that goes from here but the 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 message from the leadership of this team is all about uh, it's all about winning it's all about team goals and team success and I can't wait to see all that put together. Brendan Escott is back at the 6:30 Ched Studios. Brendan, your thoughts on the Oilers this year? Yeah, it's a team poised to take another step forward. Not only because they were able to retain a lot of the top talent that allowed them to to take a huge step last year, but having that experience as we've talked about as well, and sort of understanding what it takes to get that far you really do have to learn to lose before you can learn to win so uh, it's going to be tough to get that far again just because of the journey of what it is through an NHL season but the depth of this team is, hasn't been greater since I've been paying attention to hockey in my lifetime you know it's been uh, quite impressive watching other players gravitate toward the program that's being built here guys like Ryan Murray for example that are going to provide that depth and, and you get contributors on the cheap which is something that this team hasn't really had either so there's the possibility of even further upgrading things toward the end of this season so uh, a lot of reason for excitement I love what Cam said about that veteran insulation there I think that extends well into the crease and we'll see what that goaltending partnership looks like but I think that a lot of a lot of things to do with the culture of this team and showing up to Rogers place every day with a smile and excited to be in an Oilers uniform you know this is going to be a fun fun year for the players and the fans and everybody involved. All right. Uh, from my perspective, and we already addressed the numbers, under Jay Woodcroft, the Oilers were fifth in goals for, fifth in goals against. Uh, they were ninth in the league in the power play under Jay and eighth in the PK. I believe that uh, the Oilers will be top eight in goals for and goals against. I believe they'll be top four on the power play, and I believe they'll be top ten in the PK. And as a result, my expectation is this team will take another step during the year. And... Uh, I mean, realistically, anything between 48 to 53 wins should be, should be uh, a target that this team can achieve. Let's now get to our playoff teams in the Pacific Division, and the floor opens with Reed Wilkins. Oh, thanks, Bob. I appreciate the opportunity to go first and set the tone. Uh, well, I think it's there's going to be a lot of wins for teams based in Alberta. I, I think, uh, I, I mean, I remember uh, in the 80s, your teams would come through here and would rarely get uh, a point, let alone try to get a sweep. I think Edmonton and Calgary will be competing for the, the top of the division. So I got Edmonton and Calgary getting in. Uh, after that, I, I am going to go with the Canucks to get in. And uh, I, I think they can build on what they did last year under Bruce Boudreaux. He was uh, he coached them at a 106-point pace. I think Demko will continue to be one of the better goaltenders in the in the National Hockey League. So I will go Edmonton, Vancouver. Uh, I'll go Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, 
and I will give the Pacific one of the wild card spots. And this was a tough one. Uh, I ultimately think Vegas just has too many question marks for me. And uh, I, I know they won last night, but I, I think they've downgraded from the last couple of years. I will go with uh, Los Angeles to be fourth in the Pacific and get a wild card. Jack Michaels. Bob, this is, uh, for me, it's, it's Edmonton, Calgary, L.A., and Vegas in the, uh, in the Pacific. And in the Central, I'm going to go Colorado, St. Louis, Nashville, and this is the tough, toughest one for me. Uh, I'm going to take Dallas uh, because I think Jake Ottinger is, is a guy that, you know, is, is entering a Thatcher Demko type of situation where he may very well be in that next group of quality goalies. And, and I'm including Jack Campbell in that group as well. Uh, that kind of leads that leads the goalie, uh, I guess, battalion. In, you know, over the next five or six years, I think he's in that next group of guys, uh, right below the the Vasilevskis, the Shesterkins, uh, the Hellebucks. Uh, I, I I think things are a little a little too. Uh, broken in Winnipeg for me, and I think, quite frankly, Vancouver, as much as I believe in Bruce Boudreau, and he's advanced his teams to the playoffs in 22 of the 24 full seasons he's been a head coach in pro hockey, I just think that back end is, number one, a little beat up. Oliver ekman Larson didn't even skate this morning. He's stretching himself out and is a question mark for tonight. I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on Thatcher Demko, and I just don't see Vancouver having enough to limp across the finish line. All right, we'll fast-track uh, some of the other uh, divisions in a second here, but we're just going to focus on Pacific right now. We'll go back to the studio, and Brendan Escott, the floor is yours. All right, well, I, I do think Edmonton will reign supreme here. Their depth, to me, is greater than uh, than Calgary's, and I think over the course of the season we'll see that, even if it's by a couple of points, end up with Edmonton atop the division, Calgary in behind L.A. showed me a lot, even without their best defenseman last year in the playoff series, and they get Brant Clark up this year and another year more mature of uh, uh, Quinton Byfield, so I think they come in third. Vancouver, I'm going to give some credit to goaltending, and if we're talking about Demko in the Vesna uh, trophy race, maybe he steals them enough games to put them in the, in the wildcard conversation out of the Pacific, too. So I've got four Pacific Division teams making it. Mooner, Pacific Division. Yeah, I got four teams as well. I got Edmonton first, uh, Calgary right in behind them. Um, I, I, the Flames moves that they made this summer, I think it, I honestly, I think it makes them a little better team. But uh, the Oilers are, are making that next step. It's going to be close, though. Those two teams will go neck and neck. I got Vegas uh, getting in, and I've got uh, Los Angeles getting in as well. Uh, I have uh, four teams in the Pacific as well. Uh, last year, Calgary finished seven points ahead of Edmonton. The two teams scored the same amount of goals. I don't expect Calgary to score as many goals. Uh, I do think the Flames have a better uh, a playoff-built team than they had last year, or maybe they'll just stick to their style. I mean, they had 45 four or fewer goals against in the Oilers in the regular season. Uh, but I do think that the Oilers will finish a couple points ahead of Calgary. I think the teams will meet in the second round of the Pacific Division, and I think it'll be a tougher series for Edmonton. Uh, I have uh, L.A. third, and I do have the L.A. Kings fourth making the playoffs. So that's four teams out of the um, uh, 
Pacific Division. All right, let's do this. It is currently 119 in Edmonton. Uh, we're going to go back to Jack Michaels. Jack, you've given us call. I think we're all going to pick uh, Colorado as a Central Division champ. Just all you have to do, you don't necessarily have to give the playoff teams in the two Eastern Divisions. Just give us the two teams that you think are going to win the uh, respective divisions in the Atlantic and in the Metropolitan. Well, I, I love the New York Rangers, and I, I'm going to be extremely boring here. I think the Rangers have been a sleeper for a couple of years, and then they weren't a sleeper until they weren't a sleeper last year. I, they they kind of emerged. I, I, I think i got to be honest with you. I, I, you're going to have a hard time convincing me that the Rangers and the Hurricanes aren't going to be there at the end, and those would be my two. I believe a, a lot in their two head coaches, and I believe a lot in their personnel. Uh, and, you know, while I'm not as bullish on Carolina's goaltending, I might be even more bullish on their head coach than Gerard Gallant. I think uh, those are two well-drilled teams that believe in the, at least the coach that's, that's running the show. Okay. Uh, so that's the Metro. What about in the Atlantic? Who do you like there? Well, the Atlantic division to me is – I don't know. I, I'm. I think it's kind of wide open this year. I really do. I, I think Tampa is eroded to some degree by the way the the field has been. I, I I don't think they will represent the Eastern Conference in in the finals. I I think when I mentioned Carolina and the Rangers, I was talking about the Eastern Conference final. In terms of a division champion, while I don't think it matters, I think it might be Toronto's year to win the division, and my surprise playoff team would be the Buffalo Sabres. I think Buffalo will make the playoffs this year. Okay. Uh, let's go to Cam Moon. In the Atlantic, I think Toronto's going to be the top team in that division. Uh, they're finally going to get to that spot and could make some noise in the playoffs. In the Metro, I like Carolina. Reed Wilkins. Uh, Metro, I I'm going Rangers, Carolina, Pittsburgh, Washington. Rangers will win the division in the playoffs. Atlantic, I'm going Tampa Bay, Toronto, Florida. My surprise playoff team will be Detroit. I'm going to stick with Tampa Bay for uh, winning the division. Brendan Escott. All right. Uh, way to be boring. Uh, Toronto, t to me, has to be the year because it's desperation time there. I think they make a move. They get over the hump finally. But it is ultimately, uh, it's going to be the Rangers or Carolina. I think they've got the, the certainty in that sense. I'm excited to watch whether or not Ottawa can be one of these surprise playoff teams. But I do think Detroit's goaltending situation might uh, nudge them ahead. I have Toronto winning the Atlantic. Uh, I have the Rangers winning the Metro. The Rangers have got a card to play. They've got extra picks. they got young players. Uh, they are the most likely location for where Patrick Kane will ultimately end up. Rangers, for me, are going to be a team to watch in the Eastern Conference this year. It is 123 at Edmonton. When we come back, a rapid-fire session, and who ends up in the Stanley Cup Final? It's Jack Michaels and Cam Moon, the two radio play-by-play -play voices of the Oilers. Reed Wilkins from the Oilers Radio Network, Brendan Escott, and myself, Bob Stauffer. And it's 123 at Edmonton, and you're listening to Oilers now. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Rapid fire segment coming up at 125. A reminder that the Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. Unrivaled in his belief that Evander Kane needs to be on the Oilers' power play is Trent Brown from James H. Brown. Uh, Game-time decisions, uh, I'd say that Connor Yamamoto uh, strongly likely not to play based upon the fact not part of the regular rotations in the uh, skate this morning. Warren Fogle, game-time decision as well for Edmonton. Out for Vancouver, defenseman Tyler Myers, lower body issue. Ilya Mikheyev coming over from the Leafs, lower body issue. Uh, Travis uh, Dermott is out with a... um uh, concussion light challenge. All right, rapid fire session. Uh, who's in from the east? Who's in from the west? In the Stanley Cup final, we'll start with Cam Moon. I got Edmonton out of the west. I think the Oilers are going to push themselves uh, to that spot, and it's going to be an exciting time in oil country and Carolina over on the other side. Jack Michaels. The script and beat the Rangers in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Final. And I'll tell you who wins the Western Conference Final, which will be a Game 7 held at Rogers Place on around June 3rd. So, sorry, who's who's going to be in the Western Edmonton and Colorado in the Western Conference Final? Correct. And who's we missed the first part. The Rangers are playing who in the East Final? Carolina will flip the script and beat the Rangers in Game 7 this time in the East Final. Okay, and uh, so you got, who's going to the Stanley Cup then, Carolina and Edmonton? You can tune in on June 3rd to find out. Oh, okay. Reed Wilkins. Wow, that's quite an extended tease, Jack. I, I got the, uh, I, I, I'm going to pick the Oilers to win the West. I, I think they're in there with the top three teams. So when it's that close with the team that I cover, I'll be a bit of a homer and I'll call for the Oilers to uh, win the West. I am going to go with the Rangers or the East. I already think they have a good team. Bob, I think you made a good point about them being a possible destination for Patrick Kane along the way. I'll go with the Rangers-Oilers Cup. Final. Brandon Escott. Oh boy, does that make for boring radio. Thanks, Reed. Yeah, uh, if I'm going to be the only guy not to say the Oilers then, I think Colorado does have what it takes to get back to the Stanley Cup right. final. I do think that it's going to be the Rangers out of the East as well. All right, and look, we all know how good Colorado is. That said, they don't have Nassim Kadri anymore. Uh, different goaltender this year. Some would say it wasn't a huge factor last year if Darcy Camper. Uh, I'll take the Oilers to beat Colorado, but Edmonton's going to have a greater challenge with Calgary. They're not winning the Calgary Series in five if they play them in the Pacific Division final, and it would be a bit of an upset, obviously, Edmonton against Colorado, but I got Edmonton and the Rangers in the Stanley Cup final as well. When we come back here on Oilers Now, uh, we'll have our Hart Trophy picks. There might be a lot of consistency with those. And our breakout stars, there are going to be, and there's different ways to define breakout stars. So we'll get to that after a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson.